Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. For this episode, I'm joined by American guitarist Peter Jansen. Peter's album Getting to Hear is out now, and interestingly was only recorded in March of 2022. What you're listening to now is Blues for Joe. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Hey. Hi, Hillary. Nice to meet Hi. you. You too, Peter. Great to meet you. Thank you. Very good. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. And thank you too for having me. Tell me about this album, Getting to Hear. It sounds like it's a little bit of a kind of rite of passage for you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, there's a lot of story here that goes with this because um, it's really a result. It's a baby of the pandemic and the isolation and, that I went through. And, um, and so it, to, to, to give you a timeline of it, if that would work for you, um, you know, the last, the last gig I did before the lockdown was I played a concert in Los Angeles on uh, January 26th of 2020. And then I started, um, I came back to Boston and I started doing some work on the next recording and, you know, writing and things like that. And was looking forward to spring concerts and summer concerts and the usual. And then of course, here in Boston, the lockdown happened the first, about the first week of March. And then, um, you know, it was, it, they said at first it was only going to be a few weeks and then it yeah. became obvious that it was going to be significantly longer. And I had a particularly difficult time with it. I have asthma. And so I was at a higher risk uh, than, than some people. And, um, and so I was really, I was pretty much within the confines of my apartment for a good 18 months, you know, and it was, it was very, very difficult for me. I, I could get out and go in the car, you know, I mean, I could drive around, but the streets were empty. It was really, it was really surreal. You know, I mean, it was very, very bizarre for me. And I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of gregarious. I love being around people. I love performing, you know, I didn't even do any streams cause there's, there's no, you're not performing, you know what I mean? It's like, for yeah. me, it was, it was, it was not the reason why I do these things. And um, so in uh, August of 21, I, um, I decided, well, you know, I have to start feeling like I got some hope happening. So I, 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 I record down in Nashville with um, um, a couple of people. That I, I usually have Eric Kahn uh, do the producing and Brandon Bell do the engineering when they're available. And they were. And I went and I went down in Nashville and it was a disaster. It was abysmal. I hadn't played in 18 months in front of anybody. It was very, you know, there was all the mental things happening. And, and then as soon as the first day didn't go that well, it just spiraled, you know? Well, it's, it's a testimony to their, um, to their brilliant work that they do down there that they put together an album out of those tracks that week that I was down there. But it wasn't me, you know? I mean, it, I was so horrified by 
<clears throat> by my performances. I, honestly, Hillary, it was like I could go 10 or 15 seconds and I'd have a, a blank, you know, wow. and it was really hard. It was, it was, and it was so embarrassing to me. I haven't, hadn't gone 18 months without playing a concert and, and intensive amounts of playing since I was probably like, you know, 15 years old. And so I, uh, I was so upset that I actually drove straight from Nashville to Boston. I couldn't wait to get home. I only stopped for gas. And so that's like a 20 hour drive, you know, and wow. I was just, I was so upset and I, I just sort of hunkered down for a couple of days. And then I, I started thinking about it and I called them up after a week and I asked them to just throw away all the tracks and I wanted to start over. And at that point I was seriously considering um, stopping music because I wasn't sure that I could recover from, from all of this stuff. And um, so I had to make a choice. So it was around the end of August and at that point of 21 and I made this choice and I said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not quitting. And so I really, I really started fresh. I did all new material and I worked really hard. And then in March of 22, I went back. And so the tracks that you hear on this album were the six that we selected out of, I think, 10 that I had recorded. And every one of them is straight through. Every one of them is no oh, edits. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. They're straight through. There are no edits. I, I think there was one edit in Spain, you know, on that, on that, you know, um, boom, I think I missed one of those. And so we just punched it, but, right. but basically there were no edits. And then the longest song, the, um, um, uh, I should have just waved hello that tune that actually is overdubbed. You can hear yeah. that oh, extra yeah. guitars and all of that. Yeah. And, and we did that old school. I mean, we, we really did that old school. I wrote it the night before. You know, the basic ideas the night before. And then I went in and because um, I had booked a week, you know, and these songs just went down like bam, 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 you know. And I'm like, well, what are we going to do? So I decided to write another tune. And um, and in this here, Brandon, on, on on who was the engineer, Brandon Bell, I mean, he became a writer along with me because he would say he would input that. He would say, what about these sounds, you know, and he was creating this sonic landscape. Yeah. And we were just doing it right then. We had two days to 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 sort of like create this thing, you know, and then um, and then you can hear this voice and it sounds like a little kid. In yeah. There. Yeah. That's me, actually. That's uh, me. And, I, and I'm saying like, like, I don't understand or, or you know, and stuff like that or, or what. It's just these very short phrases. And he took them into whatever, I mean, they got to these millions of apps and things like that. Right. And he says to me, he said, and I said to him, I said, well, I said, it's really supposed, it's a story of my childhood and it's really supposed to be a kid saying this, not this adult, you know? And he says, he says, oh, I can do that. you know. <laughs> and he just twists some num some knobs and all of a sudden it's this sounds like it's a 10 year old, you know? Yeah, it does. But that's actually me, you know? Wow. So uh, he and he and Eric were a huge part of that. And, and we spent the two days just having fun and doing it old, old school way of going in and really working in the studio and seeing what happens live, you know, something that I would have normally done if I had been playing with an ensemble. You know, right. which we've been working out, working out the tunes. And so um, the songs that we ended up selecting were the ones that there was a lot of um, a lot of, of thinking that went on during during the lockdown for me and a lot of reevaluating what life is to me and what, what does it mean, you know, to to express 
my understanding of life through my art. And, um, and I decided, so with each of the songs, like all the things you are, to me, that was one of the, the takeaways I got from this was that, you know, everybody, everybody that I know, everybody that I've been associated with are these beautiful people you know, who are so complex as human beings and so rich. And, I, and I'm not saying there ain't bad people in the world. There are, and I don't want to get into, the, you know, trying to evaluate them or anything like that. But, um, but all the people that I know, man, it, it's such a honor and a, a privilege to, to know them. And I wanted to then take, I took that song and I was like, this is, this is how I feel about the world and about people and about our potential, you know, as, as a species. And, as, and so so that was how I selected, you know, I selected that one. I'll be totally honest with you. This is exactly what I did this, set up this podcast to do, is to get to really the heart of what makes creative people create and how you go about it. Because everybody does it differently. And this is brilliant. Absolutely oh, fantastic. Oh, people. wonderful. Okay. So the second one is Gingy, which is a Jobim standard. And... Um, and of course, that Jinji is that, you know, a lot of people, I think, used to think that Jinji is about a person or that something like that. But Jinji was actually his farm and it was his escape. And oh. so, yeah. So in Brazil, he, 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 he had this a farm that was very rural and, you know, all wild and stuff like that. And that was his escape. He would leave the city. You know, he would leave Buenos Aires or wherever he was staying. You know, and when he needed to escape, he would go to his farm. And all the music is about the beauty of the trees and the air and, and all of these beautiful visions, you know. And, of course, it's been interpreted by, by many people and it became a standard because of the, the beauty and complexity of the, of the composition. But all I kept started to think, all I kept starting to think about at that, um, at that time was I need to be thinking about these things. I need to be thinking about the future about right. the potential beauties of the world and the ability to, you know, go out with my friends and go to a beach or an ocean or the woods or, and hike and do all the things that, that I really love to do that I, I couldn't do any of, you know? And so that's how I started um, doing that. And, um, and on the take that we took the, 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 the intro part is pretty truncated. You yeah. know, it's it's a very brief. It's it. I don't do it like that very often, but I did it that way that time, and it just seemed to feel right to me. It felt like this is how I feel about this. I'm not quite sure if that's going to happen for me or not, or for the world. You know what's happening because it's the world's changed. You know, especially in the past five years, yeah. and um, so that was how I selected that. Spain, you know, Chikria. Um, you know, this was. He's been um, an inspiration for me since I was a kid. You know, I first um, I first heard his uh, Return to Forever album with Fleur Perim and Air Two, yeah, and classic, Stanley Clark, and oh my god, yeah. And um, you know, I started playing really young. In fact, I I started. My dad was an amateur jazz guitarist, and he had a trio, and they used to play in this restaurant, you know, and stuff like that. And and he would bring me down there and I would just sit, you know, and they would play and I'd be like, this is so cool. And I started playing guitar when I was probably like six or seven, but, um, and it, it was all the usual stuff, you know, but, but when I heard as a, as a teenager, I was probably like 16, 17, something like that, somewhere around there. When I heard return of forever, it was like, 
it was like the whole music world went into color from black and white. I was like, wait, wait a minute, you know, th these are magnificent, a beautiful language and the chords and, and stuff like that. So I started following him and, and I've done a lot of, I've got many inspirations, but he's one of the really important ones. And I've got a lot of um, the same values that he has. And I, and I can tell you as a sidebar, I went to, um, you know, he passed away uh, yeah. just 18 months or so ago. And I went to uh, his tribute down at the Lincoln Center in New York that they had and it had been delayed, but I went to the, to the one that was the, the rescheduled one. And everyone was there, you know, Herbie was there and Patatucci was there and Weckl and, you know, his electric band people, his acoustic band people, everybody was there. It was, it was a magnificent night. And this, this event that was supposed to be two hours lasted about five hours, it went, you know, it passed midnight. And, um, and the thing that I walked away from there with was that every single one of them, every single person that got up to speak about Chick, they'd spend about one minute talking about his brilliant music and his artistry. And they'd spend the rest of the time talking about how he was such a magnificent human being that it made them better people. And I was so delighted to hear that because... You know, I was, I was, when I went to it, I was like, what if I find out this guy that was my yeah. hero ends up being a real jerk or something? Yeah. You know? and, yeah, and so, yeah. So, you know, so, so that was, that was how I, I, I came with doing Spain and, and there's little references in there. Um, another reference that I came up with during that, that time was Blues for Joe. And that's a, a dedication to Joe Pass because I used a lot of his techniques and a lot of his thoughts. He had videos and books and, you know, lessons and things like that. And, and it was like, it was like, you know, these, this is the essence of what I am in a certain one part of my thing, because it's so much my jazz training, but my classical training and my own inspirations and playing with other people's and stuff, it's all kind of become my style, I think. And, um, and so there was that one. And then the, um, of course we, we talked about the, um, I should have just waved hello. And uh, the final one was um, that we ended up going with was Lamentos de Moro. And that's this, um, this, you know, for, for, for guitar cult people, you know, this is, this is one of the great cult classics, you know, there's, yeah. a, I think a single recording of him doing, it. he goes by Garado, but his name is uh, Annabel Sardina or Sargina. And, um, and, uh, and there's this one recording of him, and, um, and I was aware of it and I loved it and I loved hearing it. And then one day I went to a classical guitar concert here in the Boston area and it was a classical guitarist from France. Her name is uh, Gael Salau. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly. I hope I am. And, um, and she did this, she performed this and I was like floored by it. I mean, she, she's an amazing guitarist. I mean, superb guitar player. And I was floored by that. And that was, of course, before the pandemic and stuff like that. So I had that in my mind. And one day I just started coming up with my own arrangement of it. Um, this was after the fiasco that I went through in, that right, yeah. in August of 21. And I ended up including that in there. So none of these things are related. When you said, when you said like, um, when you said, oh, you know, everybody does it differently. It's like, I do it differently every time too. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it, I, it's a real mystery to me. I don't have a formula or, um, and when I play live, they're always different, you know, and stuff. And there's a bunch of things that, um, 
that are going on all the time in my head, you know, and the whole thing is I just, I'm hoping that I end up with something that somebody enjoys and that it helps them, helps them leave whatever troubles they've got that day for a few minutes. That's, that's all I hope. And same thing with lives. That's what I'm hoping for. Right. You know? Yeah. It sounds schmaltzy. It, it, it really means a lot to me. I know it sounds schmaltzy, but I really, I really feel that way. Isn't that the best music? Whether that's whether it's live or recorded, it's music that allows you to escape from the mundanity or the complexity of your life. That just allows you to be in that moment. I oh, think yes. there's nothing there's nothing better than going to a gig, turning your phone on silent, putting it in your pocket, and then suddenly realizing you haven't taken it out. And that's what I think when people are videoing or they're taking photos on their phone during gigs, I think it it's less about how annoying that is for everybody else. It's more about they're not actually getting into that music at that moment and what yeah. the what the artists are doing at that moment. And I think that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think you're absolutely correct. It it's um it it's an interesting thing that for me e- even the title of your show Harmonious World, you know, it's like that that's a I'm not Pollyanna, you know, but that's a vision that I have. I think it's a potential. I think we really can do that. And so when 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 I found out that you were interested, I was like, "Oh, I have to check this out because <laughs> you know, that's exactly how I feel." And yeah. um and and I hope that my my music kind of conveys a little bit of that and brings somebody to that place a little bit. I hope so anyway, you know, yeah. who knows, you know, you, you never know. No. And that's, that's actually the joy of doing this podcast. I just, you know, I interview people and I send it out into the world and I don't know the effect it has on, on, on people. I don't know whether all of a sudden, you know, an artist is going to sell loads of copies of that album because, you know, it's uh because they somebody's heard it on the podcast i sometimes think that that there's the ripples now in social media those there's those ripples that all of a sudden if two or three people go on bandcamp and they buy a track suddenly bandcamp goes oh hang on a minute this one's getting really important you know this track is coming up and then spotify gets it and then you know and and the, those algorithms pick up on you know just a few but it doesn't take a lot for people to start going hang on a minute this is interesting and then it comes up as a suggested artist and all of that sort of thing and i think one of the one of the absolute bonuses for me that i didn't expect from doing this podcast is that I'm listening to music that I would never have listened to otherwise. Uh, you know, it's just so many great styles and, and genres and, you know, everything. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I have ever from choice listened to a whole album of solo guitar playing because I tend to like the kind of deep arrangements of, of, you know, a a bigger ensemble you know even if that's just a trio but you've got those complexities within your arrangements and I've never listened to a solo guitar album as I say with that you know and heard that sort of thing so thank you for that oh wow well and and here you have that exactly what I was just saying it's like you you never know and, and thank you so much oh my gosh thank you so much that's really very very nice of you to say I appreciate that it's just 
you know, Chick Chick said it right. You know, there's all these quotes. I mean, he was he had such a long career. Chick Corea yeah. did, and he oh, said yeah. it right. And he said he said, you know, it's really easy. He said all you have to do is 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 be honest. You know, play from your heart and 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 play what you love. Yeah. And that's what I do all the time. I never think about you know what's cool, what riff is somebody playing. I, I don't do flash. Um, um, you know, there was a time in my life when I did, when I was, you know, in my twenty-ish <laughs> age. You know, there's there's recordings that I have when it's like, it's it's virtuosic beyond the point of necessity, and um, and but I don't I don't go there unless the song really calls for it in in the moment. You know, I hardly ever go there anymore. In fact, yeah. <laughs> I play sitting down now. You know, it's like it's <laughs> my guitar, so I, I do. I take I take the classical kind of approach to it, which is like you know, and all the classical guitarists sit down. I'm going to do that. You know, right. I, started, I started doing that about ten years ago. It's like no more standing up for me. I've st- stood up my whole life. Now I'm going to sit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. You're entitled to take it easy. Oh, thanks. So, yeah. No, but I, I, I love this album. I'm so, so pleased that it kind of came up on my radar because I really, I really have enjoyed, you know, listening to it two or three times. And then, in fact, what I was doing was, um, I've listened to it two or three times, and then just before we started this conversation, I was just dipping in and out, and I got hooked on I should have just waved hello and Mm. because that you know you suddenly hear that little boy going you know and and you suddenly hear other things and and you go wow and it's it there's a complexity but there's also a simplicity about it almost a childlike simplicity beyond the complexity which is weird but great so thank Mm. you oh well thank you and and thank you so much for sharing that with me that starts my day off like on a really high note. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, I hope you're planning to come to uh, the UK at some point and tour this. Cause it's, I, I have to lovely. tell you that I am, I, I have, I've got something happening next July in uh, Newcastle on Tyne. And, um, and I'm looking right now for an agent uh, that knows the UK that can start to, to, to get me out in there so that I go out and do about a, a week of playing. And hopefully London will be one of them. And, you know, wherever is available, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. So um, I just started, we just, I just landed that gig and I'm, and I'm just starting to do that. I don't know all the details. In fact, it's so new that I just know that I have it. And it's like, I think it's July 3rd, but I'm not even sure of that. Okay. Well, and I have I'll... no idea where that is compared to you because oh, I, it's, I don't. It's a long way. It's a long oh, way, okay. but, but we'll get you, we'll, we'll find you some venues that, that, you know, awesome. that, so you need to go to the 606 Club in London. That's where okay. you need to be because that that would be perfect. It's like a proper – in the old days, it used to be a really smoky basement. Of course, it's not smoky anymore. That would yep. be great. So we'll get you in there. <laughs> I'll, oh, I'll, I'll absolutely follow up on that. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Hillary. this has been such a delight. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant. Well, I hope you have a great day, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next year. Thank you so much. I do too. Well, that was a great conversation with Peter Jensen and I hope you enjoyed listening in. His album, Getting to Hear, is out now and there's links in the show notes. 
Thank you so much for joining me once more on Harmonious World. What you're listening to now is that piece that Peter and I talked about at the end. I should have just waved hello. Keep an eye out on my social media because I will let you know when tickets are available to see Peter next year. So thank you once more for joining me on Harmonious World and I hope you have a really good week. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.